Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we will be marking out No So for POW Pro Wrestling's Let It Rain. And also we got other tidbits of news. We had homework. We got, you know, wrestling stuff to talk about. So let's get into it. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Enforcer, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hey. And the marquee of No Cell Entertainment, Mike Booble. Go fuck yourself. Whoa. Whoa. Hostility right there. But we do have to start the show off with some sad news as the Iron Sheik passed away last week. And, you know, it's it really came out of the blue, it sounds like. I don't know. How, well, I mean, yes, because I, I, nobody had heard about any illness. But at the same time, when you're 81, I don't think it's really out of the word. Yeah. Well, especially when his last tweet was uh, wildfires, go fuck yourself. Like five well, hours I mean, before. Who knows? Who knows how old he really was? They're, they say 81. There's some conjecture he may have been older than that. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like Satchel Page. <laughs> yeah. There's, they have a lot in common, Mike. It's, it's actually funny you say that. Uh, I don't. Know, I I could I could sit for two hours and maybe not come up with one thing they have in common, other than the fact that uh, who knows when the fuck they were actually born. Um, uh, they both take Hulk Hogan's a piece of shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hulk Hogan not a big fan of the uh, Negro Leagues. I, I understand. Big fan of A's baseball though. So. <laughs> Someone has to be. Hey, they're on a five-game win streak. But yeah, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, passed away last week. Um, eight, they say age of eighty-one, but as Corey said, there could be, uh, you know, a little little chicanery to that age, but maybe a little. You might older. want to add for inflation on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, with how this world's going, I'll add it. Yeah, I'll add another three yeah. to that maybe. That's about right. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a sad one, but I think one everybody's kind of low-key been expecting for a while. I mean, the last 20 years of, you know, you, you watch the, he, as he quickly became, uh, kind of like just a meme, uh, which I guess in one way is good because a lot of people know who the Iron Sheik is, who otherwise would have no idea who the Iron Sheik is, uh, due to the, uh, 15 minutes of fame with the the memes and the gifts and the Howard Stern appearances and all that fun stuff. Uh, one of the few guys in, in, in wrestling who was kind of true to the, like, you know, like how many Japanese guys are in Japanese, but just born in Hawaii. Like Yoko being Samoa. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at you, Mr. Fuji. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but he actually was from Iran. And actually uh, was never an Olympic wrestler, but uh, was at that level, the caliber. Um, and then <laughs> kind of hauled ass to the U.S. at some point after one of his idols in the wrestling game was uh, assassinated uh, for political leanings and for possibly having the nerve to be more popular than the dictator in charge, the president. Uh, Shiki saw the the writing on the wall and hauled his ass to the U.S. Um, ended up training in Vern Gagne's 
training camp, which, I mean, if you're just going to talk about concentrated level of success, that 72-73 training camp for Vern Gagne and AWA, that might be the GOAT training class of all time. Uh, within those few years, you've got, you know, you've got Ken Patera and Olympic and Olympic wrestler Chris Taylor and Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter and Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair, uh, Greg Gagne. Uh, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Jim Brunzel. I mean, the, uh, a lot of well-known wrestlers made, uh, who made a damn good living in wrestling came out of that training camp in those two years. Ridiculous. And, uh, he kind of skirted in and around wrestling as a, as a baby face under his real name, Ali Vizuri. Um, turned heel, I think, 76 or so. Had a variety of different names. It was the it was Vern Gagne who came up with the Iron Sheik name. Uh, he would also be Hussein Arab or the great Hussein Arab or Sheik uh, Hussein. Um, depending on what territory he would go to. Uh, it was around 79 where the Iron Sheik name kind of fully landed as the, the permanent gimmick name. Uh, also around that time, something terrible in the world, but fantastic for him personally happened. Of course, the Iran-Contra, yeah, the, uh, the Iran hostage crisis, uh, which was terrible. And lasted for a hell of a long time, but all the better for him. He milked it and got tremendous heel heat wherever he went <laughs> as the Iron Sheik. <laughs> uh, what was the, the dictator's name? Uh, Kume, uh, what was that? Do you remember his name, Mike? During the Iran hostage crisis in Iran? Uh, was it Khomeini? Yeah, I was going to say Khomeini. Like he had an airbrushed image of Khomeini on an iron on an Iran flag that he would carry around with him to the ring. Um, tremendous heel heat. It was fantastic. Um, and was able to milk that really for the rest of the eighties in terms of getting good heel heat. Uh, he uh, spent time in Florida. Spent time in mid uh, mid Atlantic, you know, the old Jim Crockett uh, territory. Um, a couple different stints in the WWF 79. He had a run with Backland. Uh, interesting. And I think it's on the network or the cock, but an interesting MSG house show in December 79 had a legit sellout of like 22,000. It was billed as a triple main event. I, you had Bob Backlund defend the world title against Bobby Duncan for the WWF or just WWF at the time. You had Antonio Inoki defend the NWF world title against Iron Sheik. And you had Harley Race and Dusty Rhodes for the NWA world title all on the same card. Um, and you also had a debuting in MSG Hill Hulk Hogan taking on Ted DiBiase that, that night as well. So quite the interesting house show that night. Um, he leaves. He comes back in late 83. And by that time... Vince Jr. had decided what he wanted to do <coughs> with his company. And let's get the belt off back when get it to Hogan. Sheik was in the right place at the right time. But if you really think about it, the perfect choice 
to be the interim one month champ because not only do they have the credentials that you could believe someone of his caliber could be back, but more importantly, um, you have this Hulk Hogan who's coming in. He's going to be Mr. Mr. America, Mr. Red, White, and Blue. And who's better for him to beat for the title than the Iran bully, the evil Iron Sheik? I mean, it's, it's, you couldn't have, you couldn't have long term planned it better if you tried. He only had it for a month, but that's really all you needed. He was able to coast off that for the rest of his career in terms of a name for himself. But of course, after that, he ends up having a ridiculously great feud with Sergeant Slaughter in the summer of 84 in WWE <clears throat> and then forms the team with Nikolai Volkov gets a tag title run was one of the first LGN uh, dolls as they called it at the time but action figures uh, was in the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling cartoon I mean he made a mint as one of I mean at points number I would say number three or number four heel in the company. I mean, I think Piper during that time is, is number one without a doubt. And then Orndorff when he was heel was probably number two. But uh, after that, I would say Sheik for heat was number three. Um, and then of course, uh, Mike might remember this. Probably not though. Goes to WCW in 89 because for some, or for, or for hold on first, first he's one of the few guys, guys that actually, killed wrestling in the 80s they he killed the business dead him and him and the guy he's feuding with hacksaw duggan caught on the new jersey turnpike driving together yeah. with marijuana open containers cocaine um which was bad enough but what everybody everybody was most pissed about was the fact that here's a heel and a baby face traveling together not only are they traveling together they're feuding against each other i mean what the fuck were they thinking first of all but I, I um, was gonna say, I was gonna say, you said he killed the business, and I, and I was gonna say, who was he caught in a car with, and, and yeah. what baby face was it? It's uh, they both lost their jobs, although Hacksaw got his back about a couple months later. It took Sheik about a year to come back, but he got a real quick, like two or three month run in '88. Uh, by that time, the writing was on the wall; he was done. He he left again. WCW Brain Trust brought him in because they thought he was still a viable name in 1989, uh, who by this point looked like he had been eight months pregnant. Could barely move. Uh, by this point already, damn near 50. Uh, they send him home after a couple months because he, he's terrible. He has a two-minute pay-per-view match with Sting at Russell War 89. Looks terrible. They just send him home. They can't do shit with him. But they signed him to like a hundred fifty thousand a year contract, and they forgot he was at home, and it fucking rolled over the next year. So <laughs> that's typical WCW. At that point, <clears throat> they brought him back on TV again, no matter how bad he looked, because they were like, "Well, shit, we're paying him all this money. He might as well do something." Finally, he leaves that, and you think, "Okay, that's it. He can't possibly do anything more." But then, you know, Vince McMahon's like, "No, fuck that. Hold my beer." You know, we've got. Now we've got this uh, this war in Iraq. So now what we need is we need a longtime uh, Iraqi sympathizer, the Iron Sheik from Iran, which I don't know if I need to tell many people out there, but uh, especially at the, <laughs> you know, Iraq and Iran, 
not the best of friends, you know. But uh, on TV, little, yes. A little bit of a conflict there, although all of a sudden now he's this Iraqi colonel helping <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter set Hulk Hogan on fire. And basically he's Slaughter's pin boy. He just takes the pins everywhere. Um, what always bothered me about that one more than anything, and by, by the time I was 11, I knew damn well that Vince didn't respect wrestling fans and didn't care that we knew people had other names. But come on, this one was especially egregious. He had this he he didn't change his appearance at all except for putting on the fucking uh Iraq war gear. He still had the pointy boots, the fucking handlebar mustache, the bald head. Uh it couldn't have I mean you couldn't have fooled anybody. Like this was so obviously the Iron Sheik. Why don't you just bring him back as the Iron Sheik? With name value. Colonel Mustafa, are you fucking real? And on top of that, they keep him around for like a year and a half. He's still fucking on TV beating jobbers in like July '92. Yeah, famously that war was not a, it was not a year and a half. No, I mean, in fact, he I think he came back and debuted as Colonel Mustafa after the war was already done. That checks out. Yeah, like he was just like, all right, well here's here's how, uh, the sidekick. Uh. After that, he was pretty much done. Although they they famously brought him back in '96, when him and Bob Backlund were co-managers of the Sheik, you know, the fat Samoan in a thong who's supposed to be from the Middle East, with his tongue cut out. Um, they were Nothing hilarious. Stopping. They were hilarious together, especially when Backlund would be on commentary at the time, yelling at people for eating their marijuana tablets. While Iron Sheik is losing his shit at ringside, chanting to Allah as fucking the Sultan's beating up Bob Holly. 96 WWF is a weird fucking time. I mean, we, we lived through it in the, the Monday Night War stories, cheap plug. <coughs> but after that, he pretty much became what we know him as now, which is drugged up, intoxicated, meme factory. Since what, like 2000, 2001? It's basically the Howard Stern appearances that set it off. Like, I wonder how many people know the Iron Sheik and have no idea he was a wrestler. I would, anybody under the age of 30 who knows who he is, I would say it's the majority of them have no idea he was a wrestler. I would say if you're over the age of 35, and have watched wrestling, then you should know who he is. But if under under that, and you know him, you probably have no idea he was ever a wrestler. There's some crazy old guy on TV yelling, fuck you, fuck this, fuck over here. <laughs> like, uh, an Iron Sheik, I think what, what set him apart, I think from a lot of people, is just he had one of the most unique looks in the history of wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, Hulk Hogan has been copied now, but when he started, that was a fairly unique look. So, yeah, you know, Hogan is chic, and Andre was unique. Um, you know, the Roar Warriors, when they debuted, they were unique. Like, there's not a lot of, you know, now pretty much everybody looks exactly the same for the most part in wrestling. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, that's, uh, that's what made it so back then you still, 
they were very unique characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But rest in peace, Shiki, baby. R.I.P. Legend of the Earth. Legend of the Earth, all-time number one shooter, Bubba. Hulk Hogan, I'll be waiting for you at the pearly gates. I'll fuck your ass. I'll make you humble. There, my throat's hurting. That's all I got. <laughs> What's that all you got, Corey? Oh, yeah. That's it. I sent you some stuff. Uh, hold on here. Uh, let me uh, get some water. Well, I, get some water. Well, yeah. well uh, Corey's looking that up. So I found uh, just a compilation of some of the Iron Sheik's best tweets. I will preface this by saying uh, some of them I didn't include because some of them are incredibly offensive. I took out those. Good call. Uh, but, and there are better ones, I'm sure. This is not a comprehensive list of his best tweets. If anybody listening has not seen his Twitter, just. Go find it and scroll, and I'll see you in four days. I, uh, when he passed, maybe a month. Thought, maybe a month. When he passed, I was like, okay, I've got to go. And I found one of the tweets on his Twitter account where he eulogized a person who had passed away, and I just copy and pasted it and changed it around. Because, like, <laughs> I'm like, how fitting. The Iron Sheik needs to be uh, remembered by an Iron Sheik death post. It was weird seeing the Iron Sheik retweet a bunch of tributes to the Iron Sheik after Iron Sheik had died. <laughs> right. Only, so, only yeah. he could. <laughs> I've got these tweets here. So, Corey, I sh- yeah, okay. Yeah. I, like, I should have sent you an order, so start the one with the clock. It should be an order yep. after that. Okay. I don't wake up. I beat the fuck out of my clock. Don't tell me what fucking time it is. Fuck the clock. Who deserves to get the beer bottle put up their ass till glass break? Make them shit-ass blood. Tell me or go fuck out of yourself. If you're still sleeping, you're a dumb piece of shit. You get Iron Sheik alarm clock on the iTunes or go fuck yourself. <laughs> Happy birthday, Hulk Hogan. My gift to you. <laughs> My gift to you that I didn't break your fucking leg, jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I couldn't even do that one again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and like so, before, before you go on, Corey, I will say that was the only Hogan tweet they included, and there are there are way better There's ones way than that more, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I thought it was funny. Uh, uh, this next one, uh, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, only man to make baby from his ass. His baby name is Ultimate Warrior. Idiot ass baby. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Bieber, nice young man. He best singer, April Fool Day. Justin Bieber has squirrel dick and fuck his own ass till he shit his mother out. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the bear if it no cold. Oh my God. Uh, Joe, this one I think you might fill in your soul. Okay. North Korea, you are punk. You are jabroni. I can beat the fuck out of you forever because you have a Rice Krispie dick. Have a good day. Oh, man. Leave the Rice Krispies alone. Nicki Minaj and the the Mariah Carey have a feud. They need to shut the fuck up because real feud is Sheik versus Sergeant Slaughter and boot camp match. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, 
Man, I should have included it, but there was one that said uh, it was it was about um, Miley Cyrus. It said, "Miley Cyrus, you should get the hashtag Golden Globe for whore." <laughs> yes. Uh, it's not gonna be the same. But speaking of wrestlers who are maybe mentally not all well. What do you guys think? You guys have been watching, uh, you know, the the dark side of the ring. I need to get caught up. I'm, I'm two episodes behind. I'm a bad, I'm a bad database. But uh, people have been saying, and I believe it's the season finale, that the Marty Jannetty episode is going to send shock waves through the wrestling world. I I I know Jannetty's been a running gag here for basically since day one. Oh, your dad. Oh, allegedly. Um, hey, that's a war. That's a that's no selly award winner, Mark Janetti to you, sir. I apologize. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, birthed, if this, did, can I ask if he birthed you like Cultural Warrior birthed his baby? Let me go. No. <laughs> okay. You're not Joel Lessel, stupid ass baby warrior. <laughs> That's a pretty cool full name, bro. I'm just saying. No, we're not. Well, that's not sticking, so it's fine. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm going to watch. So it, will, I'm intrigued. I will say that if it, if this list I found is in order, Marty Jannetty is not the season finale. Oh wow, they're crazy then. Uh, I mean, they could always move it around. Um, is right now on this list the. Season finale would be the Graham family. No, Ooh, that's the, the that, Graham family's this week. Oh, okay. good. Because I was like, that's don't sleep on that one. That's going to be a very interesting episode. The, yeah, the Graham family is this week. I hope you like your suicide generational. LOL. <laughs> that family ain't laughing. No. Not that there's nobody no. left. But yeah, uh, I have watched the first two episodes. Uh, they've been very good. Um, I this could be blasphemous to say, um, but fuck Hulk Hogan. But no, not that. Um, I get why Magnum TA was a star in the '80s. It doesn't do it for me personally. Um. But he's very 1980s, so I get it, I guess. Uh, but essentially, like, seeing, like, footage of Magnum T.A., I feel the way he, about him the way I do about, like, Finn Balor. I'm like, yeah, he was good, but, you know, okay. Uh, I don't know if I would say he was good. I mean, he was okay. I mean, he could he could do his part. Um, he's very 80s. And that look would have been out of style by the end of the 80s, um, let alone, God forbid, going into the 90s and shit. Um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time. He's just a ripoff to me, especially since right now I'm actually watching the original Magnum P.I., so it's, it's not working for me. Well, but, uh, they talked about it in the show that he is, I mean, a direct ripoff of Magnum P.I. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. You know who gave him the name? Did they say who gave him the name? Uh, uh, Andre, wasn't it? it was no, Andre. it was Andre. It was Andre. It was Andre. Yeah. You look like Magnum PI. Anybody want to feel? 
<laughs> no, I I enjoyed the uh, the Magnum, but yeah, it was just it was interesting to see how you know he was what they thought he would have been, and then the car accident. He would have, I think, in the long run, for him to succeed, he would have had to turn heel and join the Horsemen. Yeah, I, and uh, then let's but- so. Yeah, and funny you say that because the entire time watching this, having never like seen his career, because it was he got hurt before I was even born, right? Yeah, yeah. And since I don't like '80s wrestling, I'm not gonna go seek it out because why? But uh, oh, that's a direct shot to me. Oh, I feel it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He's basically a more charismatic Arn Anderson. So I'm just like, that's your world champion. Okay, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, it would have, because he was, I mean, he was super popular in 85, 86. Mm-hmm. I mean, the women loved him, but he was kind of one dimensional in the character. Even. He, I mean, it would have been the women dug him and the men right, thought he was a badass, but I mean, that has a shelf life too. Um, yeah, he would have had to turn heel. And even then, I don't think he would have ever been world champ. He, you know, I think he already peaked. I think. Honestly, I think he, his career would have started to go downhill in the following year. Um, sucks about the injury, though, because I would have much rather seen him be healthy and just go down the car instead of what happened to him. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's Dude, a rough one. That car was fucked up. Oh, my God. Oh, they said it took... Uh, it, it took a long time. I mean, I'm sure he probably said it in the show, but just from reading, it took a long time to get him out of the damn thing. He cut a telephone pole in half with his car. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Those like, things can take a... It, yeah, the next day, the news was out there at the site, like at the crash site, and the, the anchor dude was standing next to the missing telephone pole. Jesus Christ. All because it had like, been raining. Holy shit, dude. I mean, it's a, they said at the time, and it's one of the times where they weren't being like full of hyperbole, it's a miracle he lived. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that would uh, kill him. You know, I was thinking about, uh, and I just lost the name I was going to compare it to because somebody else had an accident like that. But you wonder, like, if it, because he was so solidly built, that it's why he didn't like snap his fucking neck. Like I know he broke part of his his breath his back his vertebrae but like yeah though they had said uh, one of the doctors or medics that worked with them I remember reading had said that it was because he was a pro wrestler just a, that kind of guy who always did like he had such a thick neck in the traps and all that is mm-hmm. what likely ended up saving his ass I mean as bad as I, it was he just died I know you're I I. I know where you're going with that, Booba. I'm just trying to think of who too. Like a bad accident and it's like, well, because you you are a wrestler, that's why you're not it's not as worse as it should be. I'm that's, that's, why Kurt, that's why Kurt Angle was spared the multiple times with his neck is because he had you know, he was in such good condition and that neck was so fucking big that it kind of saved him. I mean Big E, I guess, is the most recent example. Like he oh, was yeah. he's so he's so thick. That he is still able to walk. Yeah. I sure hope he never wrestles again. Oh, he's going to. 
I know. They all do. I, I, um, hoping, I was hoping during my life I'd see the one who was like, you know what? I'm going to be smart about this. Because, like, he could offer stuff that isn't in-ring picking bumps. Oh, he's full of charisma. He's intelligent. He's well-spoken when he's not doing the New Day shtick. Yeah, there's tons of stuff he has to offer and can help him with. Uh, he, yeah. Honestly, he is a better version of uh, what they have old Trip and Fall, Titus O'Neil doing. Yeah. Well, fuck that. Now, you know, we always say we need new commentators who are worth a damn. He's got to be better than Graves, and my God. Uh, even as an incoherent wreck, he'd be better than Booker. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I'd say we bring in Stevie Ray. That's all I'm saying. Present day Iron Sheik, a week and a half after dying, is a better commentator than Booker T. Uh, Booker T might be the worst announcement in the history of wrestling. I mean, did, you see, did you see him ordering Grubhub at the desk on NXT a couple about a month ago? I did. The, the show. Oh, yeah. What? They yeah. caught him. They caught him. The camera caught him. He's at the desk. The other guy's talking during the match. It's during the TV show, during the match. He's got his phone out and he's ordering Grubhub from like TGI Fridays or some shit. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> Like wow, God, he sucks. That's Jesus. like I don't care if I. That's like I don't care if I get fired vibes right there. That's like fucking. That's, that's like trying to get fired vibes. <laughs> well, now, now he, now he, Booker's in a feud with Ryback or something. I'm not getting into that one because <laughs> I don't know a damn thing about it. Um, Ryback shooting. Ryback is shooting his shot, guys. Of course he, he is. is. He is trying like hell. To be Goldberg's final opponent in his retirement match. That's what we need. Uh, he's shooting. I mean, uh, he won't. He won't shut up about it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm here for it because he, <laughs> he, no, listen, he fucked Bret Hart, right? You yeah. know, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it's the first match where they both might like just cripple each other. Five you know what? Then. Let's do it. <laughs> Make it so. Don't do the shoulder block thing and both end up like with broken necks and shit. God damn. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff about that. Um. And then book talking about how he regrets a lot of stuff he did in, in TNA and it's like, well, it was oh, the yeah, time, Booker. dude. Yeah. Then yeah, I want. I I went and I tried hard for like a week and a half, and then I realized nothing was gonna happen, so I just fucked around. Did you get a triple-double? No. Oh. And I was like, well, thanks for telling us 15 years after the fact, like, we didn't fucking notice. <laughs> Motherfucker put in no effort in TNA. Yeah. No. I, uh, finishing up Dark Side real quick, I, I definitely thought the Candido episode was better, for sure. Yeah, well, I always kind of thought the Magnum, when I heard Magnum TA, I was like, well, that's... And that was a terrible thing to happen, but the story kind of has a happy ending. He survived. He was married. He, he did well for himself. Like, it's not really a dark side of the ring. Uh, yeah, like. It feel like a dark side of the ring episode. 
the dark side was essentially like, I mean, the accent, sure, but it was mostly just like him fucking around his marriage. I'm like, well, yeah, he's a pro wrestler in the 80s. Like, I don't... Yeah, that's that's the dark side. It's him. Messing Have you around. heard of Ric Flair? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Woo! Him messing around and then the injury, like that was like the dark side. While the begin, like the first half of the show, it's just honestly, like I was uh, having a great career. I was moving on up, and I was hitting tell everywhere. Uh, although I did love uh, them not so subtly, like just talking about how much of a piece of shit Buzz Sawyer was. Uh, yeah, that's a dark side of the ring episode that needs to fucking happen. <laughs> Hell. Yes, like that was a that was. A, have you have you heard that story about him training? Have you heard yep. that story, Corey? Yeah, that Cherry Allen followed him to Oregon. I had not heard that story. And I was like, and I love Cornette's line in the episode because like he like he charged him ten thousand dollars a license. And Cornette was like, famously, they're like ten to twenty five dollars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that bus story was a piece of shit. They could do a two hour episode on his ass. But yeah, uh, and then yeah, this week it's the Graham family. So that's a uh, sad one. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know what's also in- interesting? Power Pro Wrestling's "Let It Rain" as it's this weekend. So get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Are there still tickets? There are still tickets. Limited front row and stage seats still available. So get your tickets now. People, do it. Don't fuck around. Because, you know, I mean, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're about to preview the card here, but uh, you're about to see uh, a new day. Yes, it is. Well, I'm not going. <laughs> Nobody told me they were going to be there. Well, you got a ticket. You got a ticket, so you're fine. I'm busy that day. (laughs) I I I didn't tell you what day. I was promised no Kofi Kingston. He's still hurt, too. You're fine. He's not showing up. No, Corey. Kofi is not Kofi Kingston. It's Kingston Kofi. It's a totally different guy. Different guy. And he's not from Jamaica. And And it's small G, so... He's from yeah. Jamaica, but it's Jamaica, Queens. Yeah. <laughs> it's JTG is who it is. Oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> hey, man. He's, uh, he puts the work in. Yeah. So let's put the work in. Let's talk about the upcoming card, shall we? As, as of after our last week's show, two more matches have been announced. And one has been changed. Uh, <laughs> and one has been changed. Yes. Um, uh, we have the Super Aces of Jaden and the uh, Flaming Aces taking on uh, Drake, Jonas, and Cleaver. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 I heard I, Jonas's favorite podcast is uh, ours, so just let you guys know. I mean... So, yeah. It should be. Yeah. Feels like a rough night at the office for old super aces. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want to be the super flaming whatever. Super aces? Yeah, super aces. Uh, that's a. You got two very formidable men in Jonah um, on the other <laughs> end. So you may want to watch out. 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to cross Jared, man. He's he's dangerous as fuck. So yeah. <laughs> I I, so I expect uh, uh, a decisive win here for the uh, the not super races. The uh, two and, and a half men. Them? Two, two and a half, half men. men. There it is. <laughs> two and a half men. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, well, on next, top of that, what's the next question? <laughs> Due to uh, scheduling conflicts, Bambi Hall won't be appearing, so it will be Amira taking on Tara Zepp. You know what? It's like too. It's it's too bad that Bambi Hall couldn't Bambi. make it. Yeah, that's what I said. And uh, but I, I like the look of the new person, so I'm intrigued. Uh, I think Amira is likely to to uh, get the Duke here. As they said in the old days. Get the what? The Duke. They're going to get the Duke on this one. She's going to get the Duke. She's going to win. She's going to. Dumpster Drozzy? That's what I I went to. Excuse my parlance, but I think she's going to go over. Now, when you say that, are you inferring that Amira might win the match? Yes. That is exactly what I'm putting up. But, sir. But, sir, we have someone new to the card, and for over 50 years, when this someone that, gets... Re- this ain't that shithole. <laughs> and, uh, and also, this is Amira's territory, so... Yeah. Good luck. Well, hey, I think, I think Rebel Kell has something to say about that. Well, Rebel Kell needs to show the hell up and say something about it. I think she's scared of Amira, personally. After she lost that match, uh, Blair Alley, she hadn't been back. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah. Took that whooping. She's been kicking L's like The Rock lately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no one's, no one's yeah. kicking L's like The Rock lately. Uh, our, <laughs> our next match is a newly announced match. As it, C. Whoop! Thank you. Versus The Academy. Police Academy? No, just the Academy. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Mahoney. I'm pretty sure. Mahoney well, Hightower. If it, if it was Hightower and uh, Tackleberry, <laughs> they're, they're going to win. They're, they're going over. <laughs> Joe, have you seen that movie? Uh, I've seen one, and that was a long time ago. Uh, you need to watch fairness, one. In all fairness, you saw the right one. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, although two is not terrible, but after that there are amazingly <laughs> diminishing returns. Uh, Number the first Police Academy is like one of the seven '80s movies I like, but fuck, yep. it is really goddamn good. It's so great. It's so great. Uh, having said all that, C4 should win here. <laughs> yeah. Should. Well, it should be interesting. Never, with it. Never in doubt. I would say it should be interesting to see this new team and see how, uh, you know, they're probably from the, I am assuming, Academy. the Oregon Academy. Yeah. I, uh, I would never pass up an opportunity to see C4, so. There you go. Hmm, what next match? Um, oh, there's probably the one next to it on the graphic, Joe. Oh, oh, it's next to the graphic. I know. I'm just, you know, 
I'm trying to suspense. But our next match, we're gonna be talking Thank about you, Artemis. Michael Cole. <laughs> Vintage. Hey, no, no cell rolls on. <laughs> uh, Artemis Spencer taking on Vinny Massaro. Well, there's your match of the night. Found Vintage. It. Oh yeah, that's gonna be great. Uh, yeah, cannot wait. That'll probably be the best match of the night. Yeah, no joke. Uh, looking forward to looking forward to seeing Artie Spencer again. Been a while. Um, Been a while. It's going to be nice to hear that's Amore playing through the... That's right, speaker. you know. That trash song. Oh, it's a great song. There's only one family I care about, and it's the Toretto family. I don't give a shit about the Mazzaro family. <laughs> Telling you right now. Telling you, Vinny. You start coming out to three count, I'll change my tune. But until then, <laughs> fuck the Mazzaro family. I, I have to root, count. Now I have to double down rooting for Vinny because I... I, I have to double down on my hatred for Vin Diesel and all of his movies. All of his movies? Uh, How dare you? There's uh, at least yeah, eleven hate... of them that are great. Hey, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel sucks. I can't stand Vin Diesel. He can fuck himself. Um, that's, that's just first off rude, but you know. You know what? You're not invited to the barbecue now. Yeah, I mean, family, I the family barbecue. I wouldn't want to go to a barbecue that's going to have people who watch Vin Diesel movies on purpose. No, no Corona for you, sir. Yeah, no Corona, and you and Sorry. you cannot you cannot wear a tank top, a white beater. You know, you cannot. Oh so I'll you have to wear normal. I'll drink my I'll drink Bud Light then. I'm not. <laughs> that's afraid fine, brother. I'm not afraid. I saw a great <laughs> shirt. I saw a great shirt out in the wild the other day. It simply said, "I drink one Bud Light, and now I'm a bottom." <laughs> oh man it is there like a dumber fucking boycott in the history of earth than bud light well considering it was started by uh, kid rock it's that's on brand especially because they just all started drinking coors light which are made by the same fucking company morons it's all the same well, well you know uh our next match Nicole Matthews taking on Kikio. Now, I'm very excited about this. Uh, Nicole Matthews, big fan of hers. And you know what? Big fan of Kikio. So I'm looking yeah. forward to this match. Uh, they, sh- they should beat the hell out of each other, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be all the better for it. It's uh, it's so nice having Nicole Matthews allowed to work in the States again. Oh, yes. And she got fucking railroaded. Make up for lost time. Yeah. Have kick ass matches now. That's right. Uh next match is one of three title matches. The YouTube Ooh. championship. Zicky Dice taking on vacant. Now, I don't know about this. I'm down on anybody who's afraid to show their face. I know they're vacant for a reason, but uh I don't know. Uh I'm just saying we're gonna have to keep an eye out, Joe, because Conveniently, whenever vacants appeared, Corey hasn't been around. That is true. So, you know, I never. If all, I, I, sudden, we, if all of a sudden Corey, I cast to go to the bathroom, and it turns out he's gone for forty-five minutes, uh, you know, I've never put two and two together on that one. You're right. All I'm saying is that's that's ridiculous and and on its face uh, ludicrous, uh, almost as ludicrous as the plots in the last Fast and Furious movie. Hey, man, oh, they're this. great. That's Tej Parker. You watch your mouth. I will yeah. say this, though. 
Uh, it's, you know, I, 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 I can't guarantee, I don't know what, what, what order the, the cards in. Okay. So you can't just put this on me. I will say that I have a, a, an, a, a daily time frame where I have to use the restroom. And if that <laughs> match should just happen to fall in that time frame, you can't put that on me. That's not my fault. Okay. Uh, 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 sounds like plausible deniability is what we're trying for here. I'm not, buy, I'm not buying it. That's what I hear. I'm just saying it's, uh. You know that's that's yeah it's 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 a happenstance it's circumcision you can't you can't do anything about it. Sounds like you're working for Cipher right now, and I don't I don't believe in that. I'm about to eject Osito, you, cause <laughs> if I could I would. Uh, now I I'm gonna say something here. Uh, first of all, let's go back. Uh, Nicole Matthews should win the previous match. Yes. Uh, I, is vacant allowed to win the title like legitimately? Yeah, because like, well, uh, is Pow Pro Wrestling a proud member of William H. Corgan's National Wrestling Alliance? <laughs> Can you win a championship and 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 not know who you are? Although that's probably done. I, I don't watch the current NWA side. That's he's probably doing that now. But when, these are questions we need to know. Can you win a title and be shrouded in mystery? Well, evolution is mystery. Well, we're at the you know Scorpion. What? I'm calling it. Stang! I'm calling it. Vacant's winning this title. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if Vacant does win. I'm calling it. Interesting. You know what? That. Joe, I yeah. need you to hit me with it. Guarantee! There it is. I'm going to play the role of Gorilla Monsoon. I'm going to say, well, you know, uh, Jesse, I got to go with the incumbent and tell someone Puts his shoulders to the mat. Uh, the champion's the champ. Well, thank you, Gorilla, for that beautiful analysis. Will right. you stop? <laughs> you know, until the day crosses over midnight, it's still the same day. That's true. God damn it. <laughs> it's a new day. Yes, it is. There it is. As our next match is for the... POW Tag Team Championship, as it's the Hammer Brothers, taking on the Blanchards. And hammer me, daddy ass. POW Tag Team Champions. It could only be one duo, the greatest tag team in Pacific Northwest history, the pride of Blanchard country, Jeremy and Bubba. Oh, yes, they are going to win. They're going to add prestige to these new titles. You know, you got to put the titles on somebody with prestige to make the titles mean something. You can't just you can't just chuck them in some oversized lunchbox at the goddamn construction site next to your goddamn uh, container of coffee and your fucking roast beef sandwiches. That's not where you put titles. You put them on mantles, like in the palatial estates the Blanchards have in Blanchard country. All right, you hear what I'm saying? Now, wait, gonna, now gonna wait a minute. They got, they got palatial estates? It's a double wide. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, come on. You think Bubba Bubba's too good for just a nor? It's a double wide. It's beautiful. Uh, does it still have the wheels, or is it on blocks? It's gold painted blocks. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fair. Took some cold spray paint, made it look classy. Here, we're Blanchard Country is sophisticated. All right, shut your mouth. We have a 7-Eleven. Uh, we have a 7-Eleven and a Jackson's. 
Damn. That's right. That's that's a that's a hell of a softball game. All right. I'm telling you. That is. That is. We come. Uh, you know. Uh, I probably agree that the Blanchards are probably going to be your. That's team. right. O-W Tag Team Champions. All right, there's been way too much New Day stuff on this podcast. <laughs> because famously, New Day also reside in Blanchard Country. Confirmed. I mean, I wouldn't mind them as neighbors as long as I have to hear them cut promos and talk about bootios. Oh, they're the, they're the New Day of the town criers in Blanchard Country. God damn it. <laughs> it's a New Day! We got it! <laughs> we they yell that yeah, every morning. That would be the greatest. You know what? Fuck the alarm clock. I have a new day. <laughs> it's a new day. It's a new day. Oh my god. Jeez. So yes, the Blanchards will be winning. Oh, and that's a yeah. guarantee. Uh, they're right. probably gonna cheat. Probably gonna stab somebody with a soldering iron, you know. And you know what? And despite and despite the Hammer Brothers doing that, the Blanchards are still gonna win. Now, now, what? Now you hold on, just a gosh darn minute. Yeah, our main event is for the POW Championship. It's a submit or surrender match, as it's gonna be Funny Bone defending his title against Caden Cassidy in hold Funny on. Bone's corner. Will be Drexel, and in Caden Cassidy's corner, it'll be Doctor Cleaver. Did you say submit or submit? Submit. You know? Summit. Okay. Summit. <laughs> like the basketball arena in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. The doy. Submit. Uh, now, Funny Bone, the unequivocal number one star in Palpa Wrestling. I think we can all say yes. this. Yes, that is true. That is true. Uh, uh, fan that. favorite, Funny Bone is for the children. Um, but Cade's uh, taking that motherfucking belt. I mean,. I want I want that to happen. Yes, uh, I want my, my man Caden Cassidy to be be belted up, be the man. But Funny Bone is the measuring stick, and it's going to be tough to get him to say submit or surrender, at least without dropping at least two f bombs in front of it. <laughs> but it could happen. Nothing's impossible. Yeah, I I think possible. Caden's taking it. You know, if our boy Vinny can't take the title, you know, it's, you know, Caden has to do it. You know, if Caden Cassidy does not win that championship Saturday night, I'm going to, Joe, I'm going to need you to say it. Guarantee! Then Devin Dalwig will have to abstain from sex for at least five years. Well, I mean, that's already happening. That's not, that's not, that's not. Make it a a Baker's dozen. I'm talking about the stuff he pays for. Oh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. Okay, so, sorry, uh, you know, Devin, you know, you better hope that Caden wins. Can he still fuck barm animals? I don't think there's any force on Earth that's going to stop him from doing that. (laughs) He's like the ultimate warrior on that one, so... (laughs) No, the cockpit the cockpit falling down and stuff. You know, that promo, that's him with farm animals. I digress. Oh, we right. move on. Yeah, let's do that. But get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or the Eventbrite 
app and look up Power Pro Wrestling. You don't want to miss out. You're going to witness history. We're going to have a new heavyweight champion. We're going to have new tag team champions. Yeah, three guarantees. I, I, I just want to throw this out here. Unlike Joe, who sometimes those guarantees, they kind of go out the, the sideways. They go out the, you know, he's not always right. Now, wait a but, minute. But the database. What are you saying? But hold on. The database. I won't steer you wrong. I will say this unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt, as long as I am still breathing, I will guarantee this to you. You could take it to the bank. There will be new tag team champions this year. <laughs> I hope there isn't. I hope there's like a draw or a DQ. <laughs> <laughs> like, we move on and be a ladder match or something like what? Nope. Yeah. I'd like to see the hammers in that ladder match. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of up their alley. I don't think you actually. Yeah. That's pretty much a guaranteed win for them. Yeah, yeah, we don't want that. We want a that double wide match. No, we, yep. we need about a scaffold match. Yes. It would have to be a double wide scaffold, though, with those two. Yeah, teams. of course. Um. Some uh, quick notes we can talk about before we uh, wrap up. So uh, WWE has decided to make new belts for the women's uh, titles as it's the undisputed title and then the heavyweight title. on Undisputed is on SmackDown and the heavyweight, women's heavyweight is on Monday Night Raw. But it's just the smaller versions of what the new belts are for each brand. I I prefer it over the Raw and SmackDown titles with the colors. It's uh, just making them more like now, but you, you can't move them now. Like, it's not going to make sense to have the world women's world title on the show with the undisputed. T- you know what I mean? Like, make it make sense. Leave them where the fuck they are. Make them miniatures with the belt that's on that show. Whatever. I mean, they mean nothing anymore. Shola uh, just, show show just shows up and automatically wins them as soon as she wants to. Right, Charlotte now uh, showing up. I'm the front of the line. Like, get out of here. Uh, but you know, I like I now just please do something with those hideous tag belts. Well, they are as um the well the women's as they're going to be unifying the women's tag and the women's NXT tag instead of just setting the tag titles back down to NXT. Of course they are. I also read a report they they got a long way to go on this one, but they uh. Old uh, big dick Nick Khan here uh, said that uh, they're they plan on making NXT a viable third uh, uh, brand instead of the uh, the stigma of a developmental learning show. Uh, I saw I saw that meme and there was a Triple H standing there going, Did, "Wasn't that my idea?" Well, more importantly, with the roster they got, okay, yeah, sure. I well, just. No, nothing in this company's history tells you they know how to make a viable third brand. Nope. ECW, anybody? Zombie. That is zombie. They don't have a viable second brand. <laughs> they didn't for years. Well, because like, they don't now, because it was Raw, right? And SmackDown could never catch up. And now it's SmackDown, and Raw is a fucking afterthought. Although they've done better in the last year, but it. But remember, like 2007, 2008, when they decided to make Raw really important again? And boy, you had like Edge, Taker, Batista, and then like 
nobody on SmackDown after that. We're talking, yep. they went from like those three main eventers and then like the current day NXT roster. And that was SmackDown. And you were like, what the fuck? How is like, this supposed to be watchable? Raw had Cena, Jericho, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Fucking CM Punk, everybody else. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, oh, damn. Oh, real quickly, before we move on to the next thing, Joe, I would I should, I should, would be remiss if I didn't give a congratulations to Alex Shelley. I was going to bring that up to you. I forgot about for, that. Uh, <laughs> for winning the Impact World title at, against all odds this past Friday. Now, I'm going to say this. Do we know why? Uh, why not? Well, 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 uh, Corey, I can take this. It's because he pinned the guy's shoulders to the mat. Yeah. Mm, Joke. Okay. It's like you have no idea how this works. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. So, like, the main event is now for Slammiversary on pay-per-view. It's Alex Shelley and Nick Aldis for the title. I suspect Aldis is winning that. What, you didn't want Macklin? (laughs) Apparently not. So, here's, here's the thing. I've been... Uh, outspoken about this particular thing for years on the podcast, and I'm no hypocrite. I love Alex Shelley, but this is a gold watch category. Yep. This is the living equivalent of, hey, you've meant to watch us for 20 years. Here's like a month with the belt. That's what this is. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I like it personally because I, I dig him and he deserves it. But he doesn't deserve it for the gold watch. He's actually still the best, probably the best pound for pound guy in that company. But this is definitely a gold watch. Hmm. And then watch him beat Aldis just to uh, immediately get <laughs> trounced by Bully Ray. 100%. Without question. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have a question, Corey. Yeah. And I know that like it's tradition and I, I get all that. But shouldn't T or sorry, not TNA, shouldn't Impact stop doing pay-per-views and just put these events accessible to everybody so maybe somebody would watch? You'd think so, yes. Um, I can still see trying to do like Bound for Glory and Slammiversary on pay-per-view if you really wanted to. Because for some reason, they do have a there it's it's dwindling and it's smaller than any other company but they do have their dedicated fan base who will watch impact weekly and order those pay-per-views but yeah now they're i mean they they manage and they run small arenas don't get me wrong but they manage to if not sell out come close to sellouts on every taping every pay-per-view they do uh small venues but still they're they're doing better in terms of that but yeah, there's such a blip on the wrestling radar now. <clears throat> it would probably actually benefit them to make these monthly specials free on YouTube. You might actually get more eyes. Um, so that's I mean, that's what I would do. Because goddamn, it's like two hundred thousand tops. Two hundred most weeks, it's like seventy to a hundred thousand people watching Impact on Access. Yeah, it's not good. What, yeah, what that uh, third brand getting every week for uh, WWE? And, you know? I mean, lucky lucky for them that they own the the TV station owns them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, hot damn, yeah. 
I would put them for free on YouTube and maybe get some new eyes on the product. Cause you know, you think there's no, I, I don't think the term casual fan exists anymore, but goddamn, there's nobody outside of the very dedicated watching impact. Like, I, I don't know that I could name five wrestlers on Impact, including the three we just said. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you know what? I, I quit watching Impact Weekly about a year ago. I still watch the monthly shows because I'm just a glutton for punishment. And they do have talent. Um, the problem is it's just the show is such a... It's still, even though they changed the name, it's still TNA. They, yeah. they book some things really well. They don't book other things incredibly badly. And then there's the middle ground that's just law, boring, and you can't remember shit. Like, yeah. And now Bully Ray's back. And, and now Bully there, Ray's back. And then there's Mod. Yeah. I prefer Mod to Bully Ray. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, who who doesn't? Uh, we we had homework, guys, as uh, I believe last week, Mister Database gave us yep. a match. Uh, yeah, uh, the from Defy April eighth, Nick Wayne challenging the realist Swerve Strickland for that Defy World Title. Great match. So, so what do you think? I liked it. I it was great. it yeah. was it told. It was it was weird because it told a story and started off slow like an old school type match, but still had the new era type high spots and at some points just no concern at all for psychology. Um, <laughs> but I think they did the best they could all around uh, to meld the two together. I liked it. That was a good match. I did too. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was clearly uh, 45 minutes of just um, making Nick Wayne the number one guy in, in Defy. And they made um, If he wasn't there already, you know, he is yeah. now. Um, I just, uh, man. And like, it's not his fault, right? Because he's, he's not even 18 yet. He'll be 18 in like a month. And then he's going to AEW. But like, I know they build him at 175 pounds. That's not what he weighs. I know he is. Um, he is so tiny, and I get it. Like he's he's literally still in high school, so I get that. I'm not holding it against him really, but it's hard to buy him as world champion. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him in AEW because he's so small. I I would almost just have him lose all the time the first year or so, like. Uh, just have him get reps and then, of course, still work indies. And just... But that's the thing. Like, I was thinking about this. I'm like, you know, 30, 40 years for, uh, ago, no matter how good he was, you would have never seen him on TV until 25, 26. Yeah. And it's just... It, and it's not even a, the fault of the wrestling companies. It's the fault of technology now. It's just nothing is under the radar in the world we live in. There's cameras everywhere. Ability to see everything at the drop of your head. There's just there's no way to get the reps in and not have eyes on you 
in this day and age, unless you are working that NXT Florida loop where a hundred people come and see you and can't even be bothered to turn their phone on and shoot a picture. And like, and it's not that he doesn't have the talent. Like he's on par with most of the people on the AEW roster. Like he's, he'll fit in work-wise fine. But man, that's a, Cause like when he's when he's gonna stand next to somebody, say even like Jungle Boy, who is, you know, an after whatever, but Jungle Boy is gonna tower over him. Like, it's a, it's too bad. You know what I would do? Really, I'd put him in Ring of Honor. That's honestly. Club. I, I was thinking yeah. it's it's too bad that Dark and Dark Elevation are gone now. That's just what I was gonna say. That's the point I was making. Like without with them gone. Almost the best thing you could do for him on if he's going to be on your show is put him on uh, Ring of Honor. Then he's just for the Honor Club guys, and he can still get his reps in. And you can have him lose. I wouldn't have him win. Be competitive with certain people who aren't that much bigger. Have him lose to the guys. I mean, like, God forbid you put him in the ring with Samoa Joe. But, uh, like, yeah, I would, that's what I would do is just give him his reps, get him work where he's going to be seen the least. I wouldn't put him on Dynamite or Collision. Uh, well, he he will be on Dynamite his first night because he's taken on Swerve. Yeah. Me. So. Honestly, I would wait to debut him on one of those big shows until they go to the Pacific Northwest again. Yeah, because he'll get the pop. Make him uh make him seem like a bigger deal than Action Andretti. <laughs> hey, Jericho put him over. He's a big star now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't find him with a search party. There it is. Uh, Mr. Booble, you have homework for us, right? I do have homework. All right. Uh, I almost picked, in honor of Shiki Baby, the gimmick Battle Royal, but we just watched that a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I didn't pick that. Cause I almost did, though, because I thought it would have been apropos, but you know, we had just seen it. But if you haven't yeah. seen that, Go watch it because it is fantastic. If for no other reason to listen to Gene Okerlund and Bobby Heenan on commentary. By the time she gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. <laughs> but instead, what we're we are going to WrestleMania. WrestleMania. We're going to WrestleMania Deuce Deuce. Twenty. Two. We are going to. A fire match, literally, as we're going to watch Edge take on Mick Foley. Oh, wow. It's been a moment since I've seen that match. Uh, same here. Same here. I uh, I got to be honest. I was struggling with what to pick, so I tagged in the old uh, big dog. And he, ah, gave me the, he, gave me this, he gave me the suggestion for this. <clears throat> All right. I thought it was a, okay. a, good, a okay. good suggestion on his part. All right. Okay. Okay. I did good. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen this match, to be honest. Whoever, whoever this big dog is, let him know that he uh, picked a good match. If nothing else. Yeah, I don't know. If I've ever seen it. Completely. I don't know that I have. I know I've seen highlights. But I don't think I've ever seen the match. All right. Well, you should be in for a treat. What's the name of that band? God damn it. Uh, Nickelback. Shine down. Shine down. Whenever I think of this match, I think of because uh, the WrestleMania 22, one of the themes was a song by Shinedown, and they played that song during the highlights of this match. 
So now it's just there's indelibly attached in my mind. I can't think of one without the other. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry? Yeah, question mark. Well, Shandown was okay for what they were in the time frame they were in. Mm. Nothing I go out of my way to listen to. Okay. Well, again, family. Yeah. Or Magnum or Magnum PI uh, theme music, right? I mean, it's some of the okay uh, 80s theme music for a crime show. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's no uh, <laughs> Miami Vice, but, you know. Yeah. It was no so, modest family. Joe doesn't know anything I'm talking about. He's like, yeah, yeah. I know Miami Vice. Who was I in do. Miami Vice, Joe? Don Johnson and the other guy. Uh, ben Stiller was in it. Bruce Willis was in it. I think it's Philip uh, Michael Thomas or something like that's his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought he was gonna say Jamie Fox and goddamn uh, Farrell. Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. What a shit movie! Oh my god, that was terrible. Oh, goddamn. But what's not terrible is you getting your tickets now for Let It Rain. Go to powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Get your tickets now, or if you download the Eventbrite app and look up Power Pro Wrestling and get your tickets. Be subscribe to them. Follow them. And also, gentlemen, uh, the following week we have baseball coming up. Baseball, so. yep. Yeah, get your tickets yeah, now. Yeah. Go to the Eugene Emeralds website and get your tickets for that as well. But you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com. We find everything that we do for you you can find us on the social medias on facebook twitter and the instagram at no so ent or no so entertainment you can listen to us on apple podcast spotify and wherever you listen to your podcasts 